Greetings in the name of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This devotional is titled, A Prophetic Overview. In prophecy, there are two major hubs. Number one, the nation of Israel. Number two, the Messiah. Prophetic history largely moves forward in relation, <coughs> excuse me, in relation to Israel. In Daniel 9, 24-27, God gave Daniel an overview of Israel's history from the decree of Artaxerxes to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem until the presentation of Messiah the King, which would involve a period of 483 years. That is 69 weeks of years. This was fulfilled to the letter in Christ's triumphal entry. Compare Luke 19.42. Following this is an unspecified gap period, which progressive revelation shows runs essentially parallel to the church age. Then comes the final 70th week of Daniel, a seven-year period, which will bring to a conclusion God's special dealings with Israel and place them in the kingdom. Thus, the church is a parenthesis program, which is essentially dateless. It came without warning, Acts 2, and it will end without warning, 1 Thessalonians 4. The rapture is signless, meaning it could happen at any time. It is imminent. Prophetic signs properly belong to Israel and relate essentially to the tribulation period. However, before the rapture, we may well see a foreshadowing, a setting of the stage for what will transpire after the church is gone. Hebrews 10.25 says, quote, You see the day approaching. We believe that Israel back in the land as a nation is part of this foreshadowing, as this is necessary for Israel to be back in the land in order for latter days events to transpire. However, at any point the church could be whisked away. This has always been the case since the time of the Apostle Paul voicing this hope. When it happens, it will happen, quote, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, 1 Corinthians 15:52. Once the church is removed, then into that vacuum will step the man of sin. He will come on the scene as a great man of peace. You see, he's a deceiver. He will come as a broker of peace, and he will have an answer for the Mideast tensions. This is seen in the breaking of the first seal in Revelation 6, 1 and 2, in which the Antichrist is the rider on a white horse coming in triumph. Then there will be peace. This is reflected in 1 Thessalonians 5, 2, and 3, when the day of the Lord is shown to come as a thief in the night, when people are saying, peace and safety. This is how the day of the Lord starts in conjunction with Antichrist, initially coming on the scene as a man of peace. But then, suddenly, the second seal is broken, and immediately, peace is taken from the earth, and many people will die, Revelation 6, 3, and 4. This corresponds to sudden destruction that comes upon the earth, as seen in 1 Thessalonians 5.3. Before the rapture, the world is desperate for peace, especially in the Middle East, which is the central focal point of prophecy. Suddenly, the rapture takes place, and into that context comes a man with a peace plan, namely the Antichrist. He brokers a seven-year covenant with Israel, ensuring their peace and safety. Daniel 9.27 the world will celebrate, but then just as suddenly, this peace will be shattered. The shattering of this peace may well be the war of Gog and Magog. 
The next event on God's prophetic calendar is the rapture of the church. Other than the general trend of growing apostasy, there are no overt signs given that will indicate the rapture is at hand. This is because it is always imminently at hand. If you want two great reasons to believe in the pre-tribulation rapture, note the reality of 1 and 2 Thessalonians. Under Paul's teaching, they got saved to immediately wait for his son from heaven, 1 Thessalonians 1.10. And then when false teachers were saying that the current persecution was evidence that they were experiencing the day of the Lord's judgment, it totally confused them. A huge reason that Paul wrote 1 and 2 Thessalonians was to stabilize the Thessalonians with the fact that the rapture comes first and then the day of the Lord judgment. They were definitely waiting for Jesus to come imminently and they were definitely troubled by the false teaching they were experiencing the day of the Lord judgment. Maranatha, our Lord comes perhaps today. Live ready. Lord, we thank you for the hope that we have in Jesus Christ that Paul in Titus describes as our blessed hope. Certainly the Thessalonians were uh, all excited about this hope, and they were imminently waiting. And Lord, it was only when false teachers intruded in on that uh, hope that uh, they became so troubled. And Paul found it necessary to write not only 1 Thessalonians, but 2 Thessalonians to correct the error of the false teachers. Help us to keep our mind on things above. Help us to uh, uh, rejoice and uh, live in light of the blessed hope of the coming of our Savior, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, maybe even today. Help us to live ready. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.